This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Mm. Mm. Yep. Here it is. Oh. Best day of the week. Yes. Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd, your home for Minnesota Sports Entertainment, Therapy, and most importantly, speculation here. We bring our friend on this reckless speculation Thursday, Darren Doogie Wolfson from the Five Eyewitness News Sports Team and also the Scoop Podcast. Uh, Doogie, I'm just going to ask you right away. Just, I'm not even going to get into the pleasantries. You can get into those as you answer my question. I don't even care how you're doing, all right? Mike Florio said last week, and we have not really talked to you about this. He said last week on Pro Football Talk Live, people within the league were buzzing about for two or three days at the NFL Combine. People within the league, not media, but actual like plugged-in people, were buzzing about a Kirk Cousins to San Francisco trade that it was a real conversation at the NFL Combine. He just kind of floated it with Chris Sims for a few minutes on his uh, on his live show, and then they kind of moved on. What are your thoughts on that? And now there's, you know, and we'll get into some of this later on the show here too, but there's some steam from uh, Craig Carton, who's plugged into New York circles and front offices, saying that if the Jets-Rogers thing falls through, that the Niners are going to pounce on a Rodgers opportunity. I don't think the Niners, I think the Niners are bluffing with, we're comfortable with Brock Purdy off Tommy John. What do you make of Florio saying the Vikings and Niners had, or at least that there was buzz about the fact that they had real conversations about a Cousins-Niners trade? Well, hello, Phil. Hello, Judd. Hello, Declan. A good Thursday to you before this good Friday. Happy opening day of the Masters. Although there's not a TV in here with the Masters on, Declan, what well, is going on? I know it's on Masters, ESPN Plus, but those, yeah. those B-words don't let you stream it on TV. What? ESPN Plus? Well, ESPN, well I can't get that on the TV right here. We can't? You can. You can. So it's a, it's a TCL uh, it's a Roku TCL. TV? Yeah, yeah Roku. You could. It, 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 you it log in. Someone just needs to log into their ESPN Plus account. You got it. You I came in hot. TCL and TCL.com. Yes. I blame the Declan, Masters. Can you come in here at some point it, and help it's, me it's, out? It's, because it's, I'm, it's the Masters problem. I'm challenged from a technological standpoint. You know what? I came in hot. I just came from a workout with not yeah. me physically working out. That would have oh, been a disaster. But I was at a workout <laughs> with CJ Ham, with Blake Cash. You just came from watching other people work out, <laughs> which also God, sounds tired. creepy. Am I hungry? That's the extent of, <laughs> of me working out, watching others work out. Phil, here's what I would say on the Florio report fodder however you want to classify it like if it was that hot and heavy why did he wait for many many weeks after the combine to spew it so he is saying this was resonating from the combine or or did he hear did he have a conversation three weeks after the combine and someone said hey did you man i mean one of the big conversations behind the scenes was this yes i mean you know we can connect some logical dots right that quasi has an outstanding relationship with the 49ers front office John Lynch has gone on the record about trade dialogue in the past or, you know, just how they've tried to acquire, how 
Kyle Shanahan has this love affair with Kirk Cousins. We also know that the Vikings were not willing to extend him, or at least aren't right now. My understanding is Kirk was not looking for Daniel Jones-esque money. He was not looking for $40 million a year. He was not looking for a significant raise. Now, I don't think he was willing to take a significant pay cut, but he was looking for, you know, essentially about what he's making right now on an extension to keep him here in purple for the rest of his career. The Vikings were not a willing partner in those negotiations going back a few weeks. I'm with you. Brock Purdy coming off Tommy John, Trey Lance coming off a serious injury. They bring in Sam Darnold. Like, really? Like, that 49ers roster is made to win right now. Are you really getting to a Super Bowl? Are you winning the NFC with Brock Purdy coming off Tommy John or one of those other guys? Can you take that chance if your window might only be another year or two? There's no, I mean, McCaffrey and his injury history, like, there's no guarantees that their window is open beyond 2023. And you're going to, oh, we're we're fine with Brock Purdy. And don't worry, we signed Sam Darnold as insurance. So we're totally cool here. Sam Sam Darnold's going to lead you to a Super Bowl? Okay. I'm with you. And I still see Kirk as the quarterback here in 2023. So that's the bottom line to me that I don't see Cousins anywhere else, specifically San Francisco or you name the locale. Like, I think he's the Vikings quarterback in 23 until I'm led to believe otherwise. But is he the quarterback in 24? I mean, all signs right now point to no, right? So when are the Vikings bringing in that next quarterback? Is it in a few weeks in the draft? Is it soon after the draft? Is it next year at this time or next year, the 24 draft? That's what we're trying to pinpoint, but all signs point to Cousins not being here long-term. Here's where it gets intriguing, too. So San Francisco was awarded, I think, five compensatory picks, which you couldn't trade previously, but now can. And I think they have 11 draft picks. They start in the third round, 11 picks, though. I got to wonder if there would be any chance, and I I heard, you know, I think, Dukes, we, we heard this previously a little bit, and it's quieted down a lot, so I don't know the answer, but... If the Vikings had any interest in Trey Lance, who has two years left on the cheaper portion of his rookie contract and then has the third year fifth option, which is expensive, but nowhere near ordinary quarterback money. And if you could pry a couple of those draft picks away, I wonder if that would be considered um, because I, you know, previously, I think we both heard that Trey Lance was a guy who who they certainly had an eye on it at one time or liked at one time. And I wonder if O'Connell would give that a thought or give that a shot. I'm with you completely. I don't expect this to happen, but in trying to put the pieces of the potential puzzle together, San Francisco also sitting on all those draft picks does become interesting. Not a first or second round pick, but possibly let's say a third and a fourth or something like that. Well, definitely interesting, right? It's not asinine. It's not nuts because we know what San Francisco thinks of Kirk Cousins, right? And you look at that situation. So it's not crazy at all. And I'm telling you, I mean, Quasi is still really, really close from his time in San Francisco with just about everybody in that front office, right? So it's much easier to strike a deal with those you know compared to those you don't know. So, yes, if we want to connect a bunch of logical dots, we certainly can. Yes, I've heard some of that Trey Lance scuttlebutt that you just laid out there, Judd. But I'm still wondering, based on all the work that the Vikings are doing on this current crop of draft-eligible quarterbacks, like if they were that far down the road, 
on a potential Trey Lance acquisition? Would they be doing all this homework? I suppose maybe, but there's just so much steam on the Vikings doing so much work on these current draft-eligible quarterbacks that I can't help but wonder if it's maybe more so this year, not next year, that they draft a quarterback. Yeah. See, go, go, potential, oh, no, I was just go, going to, to, to say it's interesting, though, that it's coming out how much due diligence they're doing, which might be a very smart thing to plant right now. Well, yes, I mean, on the plant, I mean, like you see Daniel Jeremiah, you see Todd McShay, okay, these mock drafts, these respected mock drafts, having right. Hendon Hooker land with the Vikings. Yes. Who's leaking that exactly? Like so interesting. Yeah. Well, is is it is it is it his camp trying to boost Hooker's value? Is it? Are there, I have a is hard there time a reason why the Vikings, the Vikings would want people to know? That. Yeah, I feel, I have a hard time believing that's coming from Quasi Jamal Stevenson, like somebody in that Vikings front office. I have a hard time believing that. Because if you're Hooker's camp, you obviously want your client to go as high as you want your client to be a first round pick. So if you can make it seem like, hey. hey there's a couple teams here in the in the twenties that if you're not if you're waiting for him to fall into the second third round you better get up there because they want the they want the five year contract they want the higher slot so there's a ton of incentive for Hooker's camp to be planting this information but it also makes sense the Vikings the Vikings clearly have their radar up for Kirk's replacement they have clearly not committed beyond 2023 so I can I can see the interest from both sides wanting you know, having hooker interest, but you're right. It doesn't make sense for the Vikings to be like, oh, we might take him. We might take him. Okay. What's the value? If you're the Vikings, you want him to fall to the third round, right? So you can spend your, so you can spend your first round pick on Zay Flowers or something. And then, uh, you know, take a shot at Hendon Hooker, or maybe you trade up into the second or something. Or do you you work to increase hookers value knowing full well that that you potentially want another quarterback to start to slip to be in position to go up and trade him. If you like Levis, it makes perfect sense to act like you love Hooker. It's just like high school, really. Yeah. You know? 100%. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It really is, yeah. So that's that's who I really want to be my prom date. So i got to ignore her yep. and pretend I like this other gal over Bad here. Boy. You'd actually Bad be surprised how well that actually still works in 2023 with people yeah. in the late 20s. I wasn't, I'm not speaking from experience or anything. <laughs> Let me know. Hey, by the way, I still Just need the ignore. Masters on in here, Declan. Come on, I need some help. I, I can't get in there right now, Doogie. Why not? We're recording. And if you watch it, Dukes, you'll be useless. So useless. just keep going. With the well, scoops. one could argue I'm useless anyway, right? No, we we need you focused, damn it. Well, that's open for interpretation. Here's your update. Tiger Woods is struggling and is on his second ah. golf shirt on the front nine because it's very Oof. hot, apparently. He's changing shirts like a pitcher, huh? Ah, but yeah. yeah, I mean, three weeks out. So the first round, what, three weeks yeah. from tonight? I mean, it is crazy season, right? Mm-hmm. It's past the point of all these pro days, right? I mean, we're to the point of, okay, you know, there's all these talking points. What is true? What isn't true? But I'm just telling you, like, I don't get the sense the Vikings are leaking a whole lot right now. Like that Dalvin Cook tweet from Tom Palacero, our buddy Tom, earlier this week. I'm just telling you, trying to read the tea leaves on that one. I don't sense that was put out by the Vikings. I just Mm -hmm. don't. Hmm. Right, so is that so, yeah. is that the Dalvin camp trying to let the league know? Okay, he's soon to be available. Go yeah. get him. The medicals are checking out. He's doing great. Three months past the major shoulder surgery. Yeah, you know, and the other one we can probably do a deeper a deeper dive, like a full episode on this at some point. But 
we still are just kind of looking at this Daniel Hunter situation, and it's not it hasn't become a situation yet, but it but it is. He's he's not going to play on four point nine million dollars base. And if you're the Vikings, you'd probably like some resolution as to is he going to be on your team for a couple of years. But the way that they've maneuvered this offseason is to get rid of guys who are older and bring in twenty five and twenty six year olds. It's been it's been to a T. That's what they've done over the last month and a half. And so the question for me is, does Daniil Hunter help you more as a 29, 30-year-old, likely highly paid edge rusher with a new contract on this team, or does he help you more as a trade chip to maybe get a second, you know, maybe like a second and a third round pick from someone that feels like they're a Daniil Hunter away from winning a championship? Well, what exactly you know those conversations is the are happening price right now. point, Phil? I need to know the exact money there because... I know they have a healthy opinion internally. I mean, the word is Flores is really, really excited to have Daniil Hunter. He's a physical freak, right? Like, you look at that body. That body isn't going anywhere, ages 29, mm-hmm. 30. Okay. Uh, I even will venture to say past 30, 31, maybe not much beyond that. But, like, you could give him a nice bump for the next few years. Well, here, so I, got, I wonder I got if some it's price trending that way, but... I would need to know the exact price point on on what his camp is looking for. If I'm his camp, I'm looking at other 28 to 32 year old guys in the league right now. So TJ Watts, 29, he's the he's the highest paid edge rusher. He uh, has an average comp of 28 million dollars. So Daniil's cap hit is higher than four and a half, but his 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 take home is four and a half, and that's what he cares about. Joey Bosa, 28 years old, $27 million average salary. Miles Garrett, $25 million. Khalil Mack, 23 and a half. Max Crosby, 23 and a half. Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, both over $20 million. Like, I'm looking at the Von Miller contract if I'm Daniel Hunter and saying, well, he's 34 and makes $20 million a year. That's where the bidding starts for a 29-year-old. So he's going to want, on, an, on a new contract with the Vikings or somebody else, probably between 20 and $30 million a year. And which, he's probably yeah, going to get it from someone. Sense. Yeah, I would think he gets it from somebody. I mean, mm-hmm. heck, if I'm his camp, I definitely look at Chubb and say, okay, really? Like, good player, but, you know, give me Daniil over Chubb. You know, Khalil Mack on the wrong side of of his career. Now, that was a contract he signed, what, a couple years ago? So yeah. the Chargers are in bed, I guess, with, Dude, Cam, with that Cam deal. Jordan makes $17 million. Yeah, yeah Khalil. Yeah. Mack, Mack, got dealt, Mack got dealt, too, mm-hmm. though. He did. And so that brings up, I mean, is it possible that the price point gets too high that we get to that point where the Vikings say there is a deal to be made? I mean, if if the Bears can trade Mac, yeah, the Vikings could trade Daniil even with the, the serious injury history coming off his production in 22. I mean, that's what you can point to and say, okay, he's good to go. I just, I had heard that Flores was excited to coach him. Yeah. And so it, just, it makes is. me wonder, can they find a way to extend him, to make him happy here in 23. You know, is there some maneuvering they can do? Heck, you know the cap gymnastics better than I do, specifically Judd. But, Phil, you probably do too. Is there a way to rework Daniil's contract, free up some immediate money? Could they do something along those lines? Boy, it's so hard because his. I, I almost feel like his, his base is so low. The first thing you're going to have to do is give him either a signing bonus or a higher base or both. And to do that, you're not going to get a ton of relief in salary cap. For like, It's going to be hard to give him a lot more base and a signing bonus that prorates across multiple years and lower his cap hit a lot. 
So it kind of depends on, you know, could you could you create a couple void years and, and spread the signing bonus out even further? Quasi loves using void years. We know that. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's just, that's that's Brzezinski, right? I mean, that's a Rob staple that, you know, Quasi just says, okay, yeah. Rob, you're the you're the capologist. You've been doing this for decades. Go ahead. Like, I trust you on on that. But, yeah, I mean, you can only kick the can down the road so many times. I mean, I think, you know, to create some more immediate cap space, something like a TJ Hawkinson extension mm-hmm. makes a bit more sense. But I just, I was wondering, I haven't looked at, at the Hunter cap hit and the void years and all that. I haven't looked at it for, for a while. So just something that I was opining about if there was a way, but I had heard, I'm just telling you, I'd heard that, that Flores was, was excited to, to coach Daniel. And so that's why I just, I wonder if there's a way to satisfy him that he doesn't need to sit out anything that's mandatory, not that he would with all the fine money and all that, but it is a situation. I mean, it's not like top of mind, right? Because we're still wondering about Dalvin's future, the Darius Smith's future, but it is something that that. needs to be discussed because we all know that that it's going to be really hard for Daniil to play at his current base number. And so we'll continue to talk about it. I just wonder if it's still a couple months out. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. The intriguing thing about this entire uh, conversation, too, and what we don't know is where the Vikings also think that they're at as a franchise. Because if you look, Dukes, there are some major paydays coming up that are well-deserved. Justin Jefferson. Darissa, I think, is eligible for an extension next spring. And so they also have to decide, like, do do we want to still swim in this pool of aging players that are still good? But if we trade them now, we could definitely capitalize and get a nice return um, because we're going to have to pay guys coming up as well. And, like, that's the one thing we don't know because 2022 was this was turned out to be this let's run things back. Things went well. You won 13 games. Disappointing. You go out in the first round of playoffs. But now with this really being crazy and KOC's team, I think the question becomes, What's the real plan here? Because if you sign Hunter, you're going to get production, but are you getting production and not getting a return possibly during a time period where it makes more sense to be uh, trying to look a couple of years out? Like that's my biggest question because there are some major paydays that they're going to have to make, and I don't think it's going to be a a quabble. Like you're not going to tell Justin, hey, take this contract. He's going to get his. Darisaw, same thing. So, like, that's the real question that I don't know. I will tell you, when those Darisaw talks eventually pick up, he's already mm-hmm. changed representation. His new representation, more willing to play hardball, from what I can sense. Now yeah. I'm with you. I mean, he's going to get his. You need to make him one of the highest paid left tackles in the game. But I'll be curious to see what the structure looks like. Also, the Hawkinson extension talks are off the ground. Like, I don't think it's imminent or anything like that, but I still think it eventually happens. Those talks are definitely off the ground of those three situations. Well, Jefferson's off the ground too, but, you know, we just, we haven't talked much about that. My understanding is definitely off the ground on on the Hawkinson talks. Mm. Interesting. 
interesting stuff here. Real quick, a shout out speculation. to our friends over at the Meadows at Mystic. All right, we're sitting here. We're watching the Masters <laughs> right now. It's sunny outside, going to get up to like 38. But tomorrow, I feel like, is the path to golf season, Declan. Oh, we're so close. 70s in the forecast. We're getting closer and closer to the Meadows at Mystic Lake or golfing wherever you'd like to go. But I would prefer... The Meadows at Mystic Lake, okay? You can get the frequent player card that saves on rounds and more. And you have access to tee times three weeks in advance. So tee times, right, they're going to start popping up. And then all of a sudden they're here and they're all gone. Well, if you get a frequent player card at the Golf at Meadows at Mystic Lake, you can uh, you can get a little access to early tee times. Go to golfthemeadows.com to purchase that frequent player card to stay up to date when tee times are coming around. Go check out the Meadows at Mystic Lake and book those tee times at golfthemeadows.com. And don't forget, tomorrow at Target Field, 310 first pitch, 110 gates open. It's the home opener against the Houston Astros. Twins.com slash tickets. Buy your tickets at twins.com slash tickets. First chance to see the new uniforms, uh, at least in person. And also the first time to see Joey Gallo hit bombs onto the plaza at Target Field. Uh, April 7th now, tomorrow, they moved it. If you didn't get the memo, they moved the opener. <laughs> tickets are available, twins.com slash tickets. You can also get tickets for the rest of the weekend and other home games. First 20,000 fans through the gate tomorrow receive an opening day TC hat presented by your local Northland Ford dealers. All right, um, this triggered me a little bit here. Reckless speculation. So, uh, Jameson Battle, like, you know, he's not... He's not going to be uh, an NBA uh, superstar or anything like that, but like he's one of the best players on a bad, an already bad Gophers team that can't afford to lose players. And at first, it was kind of framed as, all right, he's going to you know explore the waters and maybe go play professionally. So he just announced he's going to play for Ohio State. <laughs> so the Gophers, one of the worst teams in college basketball, let's just say what it is, lose one of their best players to a conference opponent. That's the current state of Gophers basketball right now, and it has me mildly to moderately triggered, Doogie. Well, you should be yeah, way more than mildly triggered. I mean, moderately is fine. I mean, even more so than that okay. would be okay. Yeah, so it's probably my moderate maybe shifting toward higher than moderate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is pissed. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'm pissed. It's just it's a kick in the groin, right? I mean, it's you know, stupid. I like, started what, to gather, what are we doing here? Yeah, I started to gather buzz. Well, I mean, he had an in-home visit with Mike Woodson, the Indiana coach, last week. So, you know, Indiana was highly considered as well, right? Another Big Ten school. Wisconsin, Northwestern. Yeah, just, everybody you know, come in. Rutgers, you know, it's go visit all of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, there were a couple other Big Ten schools in the mix, too. But really, when you, when you grant the in-home visit with Indiana, you're highly considering them. Ultimately chooses Ohio State, that announcement coming today. I texted Jamison. I started to get some buzz on Tuesday, but I'm not one to ruin a kid's announcement, but I texted him saying, hey, is it Ohio State? So the buzz started to gather on Tuesday night. And yeah, I mean, NIL, right? I mean, he is going to make money. I don't know what the exact deal is, but, you know, there's going to be a financial gain to him heading to Columbus. But yes, that was the belief from people with the Gophers that, he was ready to start his pro career, whether that was overseas or in the G League, fight, scratch, claw, eventually get to the NBA, but go make money professionally. But he has that extra year, the COVID year, has that extra year of eligibility. He will now play for a Big Ten rival. The optics on this are just horrendous, horrible. Oh, There's people no are, people other are... way to spin it. <laughs> Oh, are man. People, mad? people are mad at me on Twitter. I retweeted the news and just said, my God. And here we go. Ben chimes in. 
You love to hate on the Gophers. You don't ben even Johnson. watch them. Ben you don't watch. You don't watch mad. the Gophers. Yeah, you can, no, I don't. You know what? I don't watch the Gophers because not, they suck. Let me make They're this an very embarrassing clear. program. Well, they have a chance though eventually. But I will say this much: this is not, you know, some sort of falling out with Ben Johnson or Dave right. Thorson. This isn't bad blood, right? Scratch. I, you know, I understand there's some stuff yeah. maybe going on in his personal side of life and all that, and. Maybe escaping here is not necessarily a bad thing, but I thought escaping would be a professional career, not playing for a Big Ten rival. But certainly the Gophers have such a long way to go in terms of NIL. I'll be curious to hear if I can ever hear the details. He'll get rewarded in some fashion. Maybe it's way less than I'm thinking top of my head, but like it's just not a good look. It's just not. Right, but I'm not blaming Ben specifically. I'm just saying, like, they have so much more to do in terms of NIL on campus. And I get it. There's some stuff going on in Jamison's personal life that, that maybe escaping town makes some sense, right? But just the optics on this are really, really bad. They just are. And Who yeah, it's not you it's not you going at the gophers. Dude. It's just the overall frustration that you're right, one of their best players leaving for a Big Ten rival. Doogie, who put out that he was going to turn pro instead of just saying, yeah, he's going to leave us and go to a different college? Well, I mean, that was sort of the narrative being championed by people with the Gophers that, hey, Jameson's time has come up. He's ready to move on to the next chapter of his basketball playing career. Yeah, well, he is. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily Jameson saying I'm going pro. Yeah, I mean, so that's not on Jameson. (laughs) Right, he had the extra year of eligibility. Why not enter the portal? That's what these guys do. Right. Like, you know, he had been in talks with with an agent. Right. So, I mean, there was some dialogue about, OK, if I choose the path of professionalism, this is what yeah. it would look like. Same with Talon Cooper, who's now at South Carolina. Right. So yeah, he leaves the Gophers. He's off to a power five. Right. South Carolina. Talon. In fact, Talon and Jamison had been in contact with the with the same agent about yeah, hey, good, what though. does what does a professional career look like? See, yeah, uh, roller coaster, and you know, I mean, when yeah, you can't make free no. throws on the worst shooting yeah. free throw team in the Bye. country, like somebody has to make free throws. If you're the point guard, you probably need to make free throws. But Thank I also you. thought he had a lot of good moments, Judd. Like I think Talon <laughs> will be missed. Wait, enough. Doogie, they won like three games. Nobody had. There's no such thing as good m- moments in the Gopher basketball season. It's yes. an abomination. No, I. It's an embarrassment. I understand. Come it. on, let's saying, rip them. Let's a rip second good. year in the offense, I would have been okay if Talon had come back. I guess that's what. That's what I'm getting at. Maybe not even necessarily as the starting point guard. That's fine. You bring in a Mike Mitchell Jr., maybe somebody else, right? Right now, Mike Mitchell Jr., the kid from Pepperdine, will be the starting point guard. But I'm just saying, Talon being a rotational guy, if he was back, I mean, they still have multiple scholarships to play with, right? So if Talon had eaten up one of those scholarships, I would have been okay for next season. Uh, A couple last quick things here. I'll I'll give you one more question, then if you have a a scoop bag to empty. How are we feeling at Target Center here? Uh, The Timberwolves... They're trying to claw their way to at least the 7-8 game so they don't have to go through the full playing gauntlet. Um, if, they, if they can win out, beat the Pelicans, they have a, they, I think, it, I think if, if that happens, then they're, then they're at least going to get the 8 seed. But how are we feeling over there? I, th- I got to feel like there's some, there's some people walking on eggshells with uh, the Portland loss, the whole Carl Anthony Towns come-to-Jesus meeting with Chris Finch that resulted in Chris Finch apologizing for Cat only taking three shots against weird vibes right now at Target Center. Well, I mean, there's been weird vibes for for a while, Phil, right? But yeah, certainly, you know, in the recent 
days and weeks, you know, people are feeling okay. I was texting with with a higher up the other day. I was curious on on the Wolves Bally's Sports North contract. Mm. Three more seasons after this one. So the Twins contract expires after this season. Now, who the heck knows what Bally's looks like in a year, but Coming if you're curious. Week. Yeah. If you're they're, exploring, they're, they're definitely exploring a plan B from what we, I've been told. We explain chapter 11 and chapter 7. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I don't have the wild terms. I can, I can look that up maybe for next scoop session. But the Wolves have three more seasons on their TV deal after this year. So I was going back and forth with somebody that would, would have working knowledge of something like that. But we also went back and forth on, on the current state of things. And, I mean, you know, it's the roller coaster, right? It's feeling pretty darn good after winning in Brooklyn. Right, but yeah, Phil. At this point, I mean, getting up to six seems nearly impossible. It's mathematically possible, but yeah, they're staring at worst case the nine. They can't fall below nine. So let me make that very clear. The worst the Wolves can do is the nine seed. But if you lose either of these two games in San Antonio, which is actually in Austin, did you know that that Saturday's game is in Austin, Texas? I believe it would be on the campus of the University of Texas. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there will be some extra fans there, some extra juice in the building that the Spurs aren't playing in San Antonio. Now the Spurs have been resting guys, Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Zach Collins. I don't even know if the Spurs will play their full roster on Saturday, but if they do, that's not an automatic win, although it should be an automatic win. But then, yeah, you look at Sunday, Easter Sunday, Wolves, Pelicans at Target Center, in all likelihood that will be to either be in the 7-8 game or the 9-10 game. And there is benefit to being in that 7-8 game, Phil. You're absolutely right. I mean, you win that game, it's a it's a date with Memphis. You know what? All things considered, I would take my chances with Memphis right now. Brandon Clark, I would too. Out for the year, torn Achilles. Stephen Adams may be back, but they've dealt with some stuff, right? With John Morant, you know, Dylan Brooks is all over the place, entering his free agency. I'm just saying, I would take my chances. If you're the seven seed, I would say, you know what? Okay, we're on the right side of the bracket. We avoid the Denver Nuggets. Let's take our chances. Yeah. But that 7-8 game could be a road game. If you're the 8 seed and you're playing at 7 seed Los Angeles, the Lakers, best of luck, right? You know you're not going to have the officials on your side in that game. I will say that if you're a Wolves fan, you need to root for the Phoenix Suns. So the Suns are locked in as the 4 seed. How will they approach this weekend? Specifically tomorrow, a game at Los Angeles against the Lakers. If you want the Wolves to climb up, this is also presuming the Wolves can win Saturday and Sunday, but if you want the Wolves to climb up, you want the Suns to win tomorrow. Well, the Suns have a home game on Sunday, final road game tomorrow. How do the Suns handle that game? Do they play all their guys? Now, their first playoff game won't be until a week from Saturday or a week from Sunday, but will they play everybody tomorrow night? That, to me, would be a key. If they do, I think the Suns can probably win that game. You want the Suns to beat the Lakers tomorrow. If the Wolves beat the Pelicans on Sunday, the Wolves do have tiebreaker over New Orleans. The Wolves have tiebreaker over the Lakers. So if they all finish 42-40, and that would benefit the Wolves. The Wolves would have that tiebreaker. Yeah. All right, we got to run here, Dukes. Any last... Yeah, J.C. Hassenauer, former Eastridge High School star. My understanding is he's in agreement on a contract with the New York Giants. Pretty cool story. Sixth year, entering his sixth year in the NFL as an undrafted free agent. Nice. There he is, Darren Doogie Wolfson, 5 Eyewitness News. See you, boys. And the Scoop Podcast. Great stuff, Doogie. Oh, Jorge Polanco Uh, doing well, too. Boom.
Okay, see ya. Love it. All right, see you, Dukes. All right, Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd on this Reckless Speculation Thursday.